The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 2. The Council with the Munchkins. She was awakened by a shock so sudden and severe that if Dorothy had not been lying on the soft bed, she might have been hurt. As it was, John made her catch her breath and wonder what had happened. And Toto put his little cold nose in her face and whined dismally. Dorothy sat up and noticed that the house was not moving, nor was it dark, for bright sunshine came in at the window, flooding the little room. She sprang from bed with Toto at her heels, ran and opened the door. The little girl gave a cry of amazement and looked around her, her eyes growing bigger and bigger at the wonderful sights she saw. The cyclone had set the house down very gently, for a cyclone, in the midst of a country of marvelous beauty. There were lovely patches of greenwood all about, with stately trees bearing rich and luscious fruit. Banks of gorgeous flowers were on every hand, and birds with rare and brilliant plumage sang and fluttered in the trees and bushes. A little ways off was a small brook, rushing and sparkling along between green banks and murmuring in a voice very grateful to a little girl who had lived so long on the dry gray prairies. While she stood looking eagerly at the strange and beautiful sights, she noticed coming towards her a group of the queerest people she had ever seen. They were not as big as grown folk she'd always been used to, but neither were they very small. In fact, they seemed to be about as tall as Dorsey, who is a well-grown child for her age, although they were, so far as looks go, many years older. Three were men and one a woman, and they were all oddly dressed. They wore round hats that rose to a small point a foot above their heads with little bells around the brims that twinkled sweetly as they moved. The hats of the men were blue. The little woman's hat was white, and she wore a white gown that hung in pleats from her shoulders. Over it were sparkled little stars that glistened in the sun like diamonds. The men were dressed in blue, of the same shade as their hats, and wore well-polished boots with a deep roll of blue at the tops. The men, Dorothy thought, were about as old as Uncle Henry, for the two of them had beards, but the little woman was doubtless much older. Her face was covered in wrinkles, her hair was nearly white, and she walked rather stiffly. When these people drew near the house where Dorothy was standing in the doorway, they paused and whispering among themselves as if afraid to come further. But the little old woman walked up to Dorothy, made a low bow, and said in a sweet voice, You are welcome, most noble sorceress, to the land of the Munchkins. We are so grateful to you for having killed the wicked witch of the East and for setting our people free from bondage. Dorsey listened to the speech with wonder. What could the little woman possibly mean by calling her a sorceress, saying she had killed the Wicked Witch of the East? Dorsey was an innocent, harmless little girl who had been carried by a cyclone many miles from her home, and she had never killed anyone in all her life. But the little woman evidently expected her to answer, so Dorsey said, with hesitation, you were very kind, but there must be some mistake. I have not killed anything. Your house did, anyway, replied the little old woman, with a laugh. And that is the same thing. See, 
She continued, pointing to the corner of the house. There are two feet sticking out from under the black of wood. Dorsey looked and gave a little cry of fright. <gasps> there indeed, just under the corner of the great beam the house rested on, two feet were sticking out, shod in silver shoes with pointed toes. Oh dear, oh dear, cried Dorsey, clasping her hands together in dismay. The house is falling on her. What shall we do? There is nothing to be done, said the little woman calmly. But who was she? asked Dorothy. She was the wicked witch of the east, as I said, answered the little woman. She has held all the munchkins in bondage for many years, making them slave her night and day. Now they are all set free and are grateful for you for the favor. Who are the munchkins? inquired Dorothy. They are the people who live in this land of the east where the wicked witch ruled. Are you a munchkin? asked Dorothy. No, but I am their friend, although I live in the land in north. When they saw the wicked witch of the east was dead, the munchkin sent a swift messenger to me, and I came at once. I am the witch of the north. Oh, gracious, cried Dorothy. Are you a real witch? Yes, indeed, answered the little woman. But I am a good witch, and people love me. <laughs> I am not as powerful as the wicked witch who ruled here, or I should have set the people free myself. But I thought all witches were wicked, said the girl, who was half frightened at facing a real witch. Oh, no, that is a great mistake. There are only four witches in the land of Oz, and two of them. Those who live in the north and the south are good witches. I know this is true, for I am one of them myself, and cannot be mistaken. Those who dwell in the east and the west were, indeed, wicked witches. But now you have killed one of them. There is but one wicked witch in all the land of Oz, the one who lives in the west. But, said Dorothy after a moment's thought, Aunt Emma told me that all witches were dead years and years ago. Who is Aunt Em? inquired the little old woman. She is my aunt who lives in Kansas, where I come from. The witch of the north seemed to think for a time, with her head bowed and her eyes upon the ground. Then she looked up and said, I don't know where Kansas is, for I've never heard that country mentioned before. But tell me, is it a civilized country? Oh, yes, replied Dorothy. Then that accounts for it. In civilized countries, I believe there are no witches left, nor wizards, nor sorcerers, nor magicians. But you see, in the land of Oz, we have never been civilized, for we are cut off from the rest of the world. Therefore, we still have witches and wizards among us. Who are the wizards? asked Dorothy. Oz himself is the great wizard, answered the witch, seeing her voice to a whisper. He is more powerful than all the rest of us together. He lives in the Emerald City. Dorothy was going to ask another question. But just then, the Munchkins, who had been standing silently by, gave a loud shout and pointed to the corner of the house where the witch had been lying. What is it? Asked the little old woman and looked and began to laugh. <laughs> the feet of the dead witch had disappeared entirely and nothing was left but the silver shoes. She was so old, explained the witch in Norris. 
that she dried up quickly in the sun. That is the end of her. But the silver shoes are yours, and you shall have to wear them. She reached down and picked up the shoes, and after shaking off the dust, she handed them to Dorsey. The witch in each was proud of those silver shoes, said one of the munchkins, and there is some charm connected with them, but what it is, we never knew. Dorsey carried the shoes into the house and placed them on the table. Then she came out again to the munchkins and said, I am anxious to get back to my aunt and uncle, for I am sure they will be worried about me. Can you help me find my way? The munchkins and the witch first looked at one another, then at Dorsey, and then shook their heads. At the east, not far from here, said one, there is a great desert, and none could live to cross it. He is the same here at the south, said another, for I have been there and seen it. The south is the country of the quadlings. I am told, said the third man, that it is the same in the west, and that country where the Winkies live is ruled by the wicked witch of the west, who would make you your slave if you passed her way. My home is the north, said the old lady. It is at the edge of the same great desert that surrounds this land of ours. I'm afraid, my dear, you will have to live with us. Dorothy began to sob at this, for she felt lonely among these strange people. Her tears seemed to grieve the kind-hearted merchants, for immediately they took out their handkerchiefs and began to weep also. As for the little old woman, she took off her cap, balanced the point of it on the end of her nose. While she counted, one, two, three, in a solemn voice. At once, the cap changed to a slate. On which was written in big chalk marks. Let the little woman took the slate from her nose, and having read the words on it, she asked, Is your name Dorothy, my dear? Yes, answered the child, looking up and drying her tears. Then you must go to the Sea of Emerald. Perhaps Oz can help you. Where's the city? asked Dorothy. It is in the exact center of this country, and it's ruled by Oz, the great wizard I told you of. Is he a good man? inquired the girl anxiously. He is a good wizard. Whether he is a man or not, I cannot tell, for I have never seen him. How do I get there? asked Dorothy. You must walk. It is a long journey, so a country that is sometimes pleasant and sometimes dark and terrible. However, I will use all the magic arts I know to keep you from harm. Oh, won't you go with me? pleaded the girl, who began to look upon the little old woman as her only friend. No, I cannot do that, she replied. But I will give you my kiss, and no one will dare injure a person who has been kissed by the Witch of the North. She came close to Dorsey and kissed her gently on the forehead. Where her lips touched the girl, they left a round, shining mark, as Dorothy found out soon after. The road to the city of emeralds is paved with yellow brick, said the witch, so you cannot miss it. When you get to Oz, do not be afraid of him, but tell your story and ask him to help you. Goodbye, my dear. The three munchkins bowed low to her and wished her a pleasant journey, after which they walked to the trees. Which gave Dorothy a friendly nod, whirled around on her left heel three times, and straight away disappeared. Much to the surprise of little Toto, 
who barked after her loudly enough when she was gone. Because he had been afraid even to growl when she stood by. But Dorothy, knowing her to be a witch, had expected her to disappear in just that way, and was not surprised in the least. End of chapter 2